Hey, this is Diana, the Bard of Hudson. What the heck does that mean? A bard is just a storyteller. So here I am to share stories with you. What was it like growing up in the 60s and 70s? Did I really meet Bob Marley on an airplane? I hope you enjoy listening to my crazy life and that it inspires you to share your stories in some way. One great way to share your thoughts with me is through my Patreon page at patreon.com slash Diana the Bard. There you can see the photos and written materials that enrich my stories with visuals. Please check it out. And wherever you're listening, please rate and review and share the podcast. I'd love to hear what you think. At the end of the day, human connection is all we have. Enjoy. Hello, welcome back to Greece, (laughs) to Crete. So here is the second half of our trip to Greece, and I hope you enjoyed the last half. So where we left off was, here we are in Iraklion in this weird little hotel. So the next part of the plan involved driving around Crete. So we ended up renting only two cars. Now remember, there's 11 of us. That shouldn't have been a thing at all that we could possibly fit in two cars. But we did. So there was five in one car and six in the other. And the the car with six people was called the skinny car because you had to be very thin and small to fit in that one because there were four across the back and these were regular sedans and not in very good shape as it was because one of my entries says we had to the first thing we had to do was go to a gas station and fill up the tires because they were getting flat as we watched them because there were so many people in the car and baggage and stuff we actually left some of our bags behind with the uh, concierge of this weird little hotel that we had stayed in when, and which forced my grandmother to repack and she was really unhappy about that. Um, so we each only got one bag and had to stuff them in the trunks of these cars and these cars were really laden down. It was really nuts. So the what, some of the first things we did were we went to the Palace of Knossos and John actually joined us for that and that was really fun. Um, and we saw all of the magnificent frescoes and such and the place where the bull leaping came, you know, happened. Uh, and then in another trip, we went to the cave of Zeus, which was a wild, you know, tiny little opening at the top. And then you climb down inside of this cave. I'm sure it has actual stairs and things like that now, but that was not the case then. Uh, It was a crazy, slippery climb down, and this guide who took us down in there didn't speak a lick of English. He insisted that he was holding my hand the whole way down, which made it very difficult, and I kept trying to wrench away from him, and I was like, I'm going to fall. This is a very bad idea. And he kept going, no, 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 no. (laughs) You know, I help, I help. Um, We get to the bottom, and there's like a stalactite that's supposed to look like um, Kronos, Zeus's father, and this is supposed to be where Zeus was born, you know, so it's an incredible cave, <laughs> wild thing. Then we decided that we would drive to the south side of the island to visit the Sumerian Gorge. So we packed up these cars 
and my mom was in the first car driving the first car with our friend Oriole in the front seat and Oriole was quite a large lady so you know the front side passenger part was listing a little bit you know uh, tipped tipped in that direction and uh, and then there was the skinny car that was following behind that was uh, four across the back which was wild um, so it was more weighted in the back and we're driving along this highway and realized after we had passed a few different towns and we were navigating just by a map you know that suddenly realized that we were going in the absolutely wrong direction and so we doubled back and I remember Virginia saying oh look this is it looks like here's a shortcut on the map and I remember thinking shortcut no <laughs> because the roads were rustic as it was shortcut was bound to be a very bad idea so we went off on this shortcut and the road got really ugly uh, with these giant ruts and such which the cars had to go very slowly because they, they were bottoming out and then of course to add you know another layer of difficulty it started to rain and it not only rained but it was coming down in big sheets and we were trying to drive and couldn't see and then the dirt road was just turning to mud and it was crazy and just then my mom's car in the front started skidding and skidded to a halt just at the edge of the road where the right side of the road fell off down this mountainside and the car behind skidded also and came to a stop having just touched the car in the front's bumper sending the front right tire off the side of the road it was terrifying and dramatic and everybody was like <gasps> holding their breath and we just realized we have to stop we have to get out this is very dangerous so everybody got out of the car and there we are standing in the rain and thinking now what now what happens this car is not going anywhere with this tire off the side and of course nobody was coming by on this road that was not obviously a safe shortcut so after waiting for a little while and standing there in the rain and realizing nobody's coming by we decided whatever we have to walk screw it so we started walking down the, the road and at one point just like it happens in the movies the the horrible gray clouds open up and there was this hole in the clouds where a ray of sunlight came down through onto a collection of just a few little houses and we thought oh my god civilization <laughs> and Laura and I took off through the grass because the the hill wasn't as bad anymore 
on the right and it, you know it had gotten gentler so we start leaping and bounding through the grass and the brush down to what looked like a town and when all of us arrived and got to the town we start walking up the main street and here we were a group of 11 women bedraggled wet american <laughs> and we're walking up the main street of the town we're like well we're just gonna find a hotel and so we tried to ask you know my mom spoke a little greek gail spoke a little bit gail spoke a lot of greek asking hotel and they looked at us like no there's no hotel what are you talking about it's a tiny town and they were like oh great well what about a restaurant you know we're like we'll have a meal and we'll figure it out no there's no restaurant this town turned out to be probably the smallest town in all of Crete. No restaurant, just a collection of houses and a church. And to top it off, it was Greek Easter. So you're like, oh my God, what are we going to do? There's no food. There's no anything. And the Great Spirit sent us salvation in the form of this sweet greek couple named manon and maria and they said well we have a garage you could sleep in and they took us off to their home this entire group of women and their home was this modest little sweet tiny farmhouse and they had indeed a garage with a concrete floor where i guess they parked you know the farm um equipment when the stuff wasn't out in the fields because they had already started planting so concrete floor and they rousted out a bunch of rugs and some of the townspeople brought blankets and rugs and we were going to sleep on the floor wrapped in rugs and the townspeople also brought some of their greek easter food and manon and maria gave us food and it was basically home-baked bread and olive oil and olives and it was and cheese and it was one of the most delicious meals I have ever eaten because we were so hungry and it was all homemade food and so delicious that we just gobbled it up and we're so so grateful and then the adults said they were all going to the Easter service but when they told us it was going to be three hours long, Laura and I opted not to go because we were exhausted and cold and tired and full of home-baked bread. And we were like, we're just going to sleep. So we stayed behind and they told us later that it was magnificent service, candle lit and incense and incredible in this little tiny church in this little tiny town. But, you know, being teenagers, whatever, we're silly, we missed out. But the next morning, one of the men in the town took a tractor and went up the road and pulled our cars out of the muck. And they sent us on our way. And it was, they were so kind and so delightful. And I think that my mom wrote to Manon and Maria still for years after that experience. They were so happy to be, you know, in correspondence. It was lovely. So off we went on a better road, having gotten good directions. And we arrived at a small fishing village on the south 
coast of Greece, of Crete rather, called Horas Fakion. And it was a little tiny, charming, sweet little village at the time. I'm sure it's much bigger now. But again, as you know, Laura and I were on the bottom of the totem pole in the hotel that we stayed in, we got the tiny little room that was at the back that looked out onto the alley and it was painted Pepto-Bismol pink. So we called it the pink pigsty. Little did we know what adventures were to await us in the pink pigsty. But the next day, the rest of the group decided to go off to the Sumerian Gorge. Now, I had terrible asthma at the time, and hiking was just not my thing. And when they said it was a five-hour hike, I was like, no, thank you. I'm not going. So I stayed behind, and my grandmother also stayed behind because it was a little too much for her. So we enjoyed a lovely lunch in the town, and then I went um, on this trek up to this cave. And as always, in all of the places, there were Greek boys who were following me around and such. Um, I, I'd gotten used to that by that point. But I was really enjoying the independence of being able to, you know, do my own thing for one day in this group of 11 people. It gets a little stifling after a while. So I decided I was going to have a cup of coffee because I was such an adult. And this was my first cup of coffee. I'm 17 years old, guys. This is my first cup of coffee, and I decided to have Greek coffee, of all things. And I remember having horrible jitters for the rest of the day. It was awful. Um, and then I awaited the boat that was bringing back the group from the Sumerian Gorge, only to hear this story. So they went on the hike into the gorge, and Gail was again quite drunk. And uh, she, as they got to the end of the gorge, the end of the hike, in the, in the middle of the gorge, she announced that she wasn't leaving. She said she was going to stay and live in the gorge. Now, of course, this was preposterous. And my, my mother was beside herself, like, you can't. What are you going to do? And she was insistent and belligerent and like, leave me alone, go away, to the point that they all decided they had to leave her. And what else was there to do? Because they, if they waited too long, night would fall, they would get lost, and they wouldn't make it out themselves. So they left her in the gorge and came back. And it was insane. So there we were, down to 10. And we found out many months later that she spent like three months in the gorge and met this, you know, strange hermit who had a small hut in the middle of the gorge and she lived with him for a while. And it must have been a crazy, crazy experience. But there we were down one more, <laughs> down to 10, and it was wild. And that second night after the gorge, Laura and I were in our pink pigsty room, just talking about the events of the day, and suddenly we hear singing outside our back window, and we look out onto the alley, and there's this group of boys, and we were like, oh no, 
oh no, what is happening now? And these boys were bringing us food and offering us things and singing Greek songs. And when we'd put our hand, I put my hand on the windowsill at one point, one of them grabbed it and started kissing it fervently. <laughs> it was crazy. We were like, oh no, not again. What is this? Um, so we had to convince them that we were not coming out and that they had to go away because we had to go to sleep because we had to drive back up to Iraq Leon the next day. And that was crazy. And we did make it back to Heraklion so that we could take the boat back over to Athens. And John met us for the trip back because he was going to be on the boat that was um, taking us back, which was called the Ariadne. And he and I spent that night on the boat kissing and hanging out. And, and uh, I had gotten very fond of him. And that was funny. And this time we had second class. So we actually had... Uh, uh, beds but I didn't spend too much time in that bed and we had a last few days in Athens afterwards where we stayed at this little um, modest hotel called La Placa and my mom just couldn't get enough of these crazy restaurants with belly dancers so we went to a couple more of those and on the last night she had saved this one that she remembered from when she was 20 and that it was such a great place and we all had to go and we get in there and after terrible arguments with the waiters because we were like you know 10 women without any men and they decided they were going to sit us way at the back and my mom was like no absolutely not and big arguments so we ended up sitting at the front but underneath the speakers and the music was terribly loud but only to realize that this place had become a terrible tourist trap I guess, you know, its reputation had gone around to the detriment of it. And so there were loud groups of, you know, various other countrymen. And this group of Germans were sitting behind us. And there was this bellicose man who kept saying loud things right into my ear and trying to get me to turn around and talk to him. And I was so angry and really annoyed. And he, after me ignoring him a few times, poured a glass of wine down my back, which was really horrible. And then he tried to crawl up on the stage to grope the belly dancers, and his wife was laughing away and thinking it was hilarious. And I was like vowing, oh, I'm going to, if I was this man's wife, I would have knocked him over the head and left. But anyway, I was furious. Um... <laughs> And the, on the last day, I walked around the um, little streets near our hotel with John and had to tell him goodbye. And I remember one funny story. I told him that I really missed my car and I was looking forward to driving again. And his eyebrows shot up like, what? You drive? And I was like, yeah, I drive. My mom drives. And he's like, you mean your father let your mother drive the car? And I was like, um, clearly we've missed a few points on this whole I'm American thing and you're not getting that. But <laughs> that was very funny to realize how much we were different in some very basic ways. But I remember getting back on the plane and being like, oh, I have to come back to Greece. I have to come back to Greece. I love it so much. So it is at the top of my list for when I take off on my travels, I am going to go to 
Greece, maybe Crete again, we'll see, but definitely Corfu and Athens and go back and see some of these things with my adult eyes. <laughs> and I'm very much looking forward to that. I'm I'm reading The Greek Islands by Lawrence Durrell. He talks about Corfu and glittering terms, and I look forward to seeing that. So there's my crazy trip to Greece and uh, back to senior year in high school. It was quite a time warp to go back to New York and and be back in our regular space after having had all those adventures. But I'll tell you more about those in the next episode. I look forward to it. Thank you for being here. Want to make some juicy passive income but don't know where to start? You need to check out Girls Trade 2. Girls Trade 2 is an online community of women learning to trade in the stock market so they can boost their savings and get off that dang hamster wheel of work, work, work. So if you want some help figuring out the stock market, check out a free web class at girlstrade2.com. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to connect, you can find me on Instagram at Diana the Bard or on Facebook at Diana Green. And check out my Patreon page at patreon.com slash Diana the Bard for photos and other fun additions. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you're listening. It makes a world of difference and helps others to find the show. I'd really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Bye.